0: Thank you for joining me for our second midweek Advent service. Pastor Kurt Uhlenbrauch led our worship service this evening here at Calvary. I'm going to share with you my look at the sermon reading, sermon text that he looked at for the service. We'll begin with our order of service in our bulletin. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Like the shepherds, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Glory be to the Father and to the Son
1: and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Scripture readings tonight are from Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 56. That's the basis of our meditation today. And that's Mary visiting Elizabeth and Mary's song the Magnificat. And then also, Matthew 1, verses 18 to 25, the angel appearing to Joseph. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, "'Blessed are you among women!' and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever. Even as he said to our fathers, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. And from Matthew 1. which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Let's sing our hymn. Hymn number 65, O Little Town of Bethlehem. O little town
1: of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all thy years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above, while mortals sleep the angels keep their watch of wondering love. O morning stars together proclaim the holy birth, and praises sing to God the King and peace to all the earth. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given so God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. O Holy Child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels. The great glad tidings tell. O oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord
0: Emmanuel. The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God that we'd like to consider this evening is is the first part of our Gospel reading for today, from Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 45. i share with you now just again those words of Elizabeth, but why am I so favored? Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, who are our strength and our salvation amen my dear friends in Christ just prior to our reading the angel Gabriel had told Mary that she a virgin would be the mother of Jesus the promised Savior and her response revealed a beautiful God-given childlike faith she just said I am the Lord's servant, may it be to me as you have said. Shortly after that, then she went to visit Elizabeth, her relative, with the good news. She also went to check on Elizabeth because the angel had told Mary that Elizabeth, who was an elderly lady, was pregnant and going to have a baby. Luke tells us. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. This verse and Elizabeth's explanation, she said, as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Those are such special words of God because they tell us that not only can God Reach into the womb with his word and call a person. Not only can God reach into the word with into the womb with his word and call an unborn child to faith in Jesus, he can do that and he has done that with John the Baptist. He had done that with John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a believer before he was born. His leaping and for joy in Elizabeth it revealed it revealed that it revealed that the holy spirit had worked on john the baptist made him one of god's own believing children and to know that someone like john the baptist could be made a child of god that's something that's so wonderful for anyone who like my wife and I, who've experienced a miscarriage or more than one miscarriage, can take such great comfort in knowing that God can really reach the unborn with his gospel and make them into believing children of God. Well, Elizabeth said here, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Elizabeth, she was a humble Christian. She knew that she was a sinner who didn't deserve to be in the presence of the Savior. When she called Mary blessed, She wasn't looking at Mary and saying that she was a super Christian. She was just acknowledging God's gracious goodness in in allowing a sinner like her, like Mary, to be the mother of the Savior. And Mary also acknowledged that gracious goodness of God and gives all glory to God. She said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Tragically, there are some who think of Mary as if she were, well, a super-Christian or a god or a co-redeemer. But Mary obviously didn't think of herself that way. She gave all glory to God just as Elizabeth did give all glory to God when when she ultimately said, here I am in the presence of God, why am I so favored? Why? Because of God's grace. Well, Mary, she called Jesus her Savior. Thereby, what Mary was doing is acknowledging her sinfulness. She referred to her humble state that she didn't deserve to be Jesus' mother. She said, from now on, all generations will call me blessed for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. The great things that God did for Mary include, of course, allowing her to be Jesus' mother, but more importantly, the great things that God did for Mary was that God sent Jesus into this world to be her savior. Mary clearly was giving all glory to God. Mary, Elizabeth, and all of us really have to ask why am i so favored and 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 acknowledge it's only by the grace of god quite a few years ago there was a columnist who wrote about who observed when morse declared the creator of of the telegraph when Whereas Morse declared what God hath wrought when the first telegraph transmission was made more than a century ago, if the event had occurred today, most likely he would have said what man can do. And see, there's been a tremendous shift in attitude of the average person on the street. There was a time when the Lord was given due recognition His power was respected and mankind's attainments were credited to the abilities that were received from the creator, from God himself. Well, you see football players pointing to heaven when they make a a touchdown, when they score a touchdown. That is still out there to some extent But the tendency to think, look at me, look at what I've done. It means we need to watch out so that we never claim for ourselves glory that rightfully belongs to God. You know, the Apostle Paul said, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Mary said, the Lord's mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. Those who fear God are those who by God's grace believe in him and respect him as the God who hates sin and demands that all sin be paid for but loves the sinner for Jesus' sake. And now God's mercy, it extends to us believers in that God isn't chintzy at all with his mercy He keeps reaching out to us with more and more of his grace and mercy and love, showering us with his grace and love so that we're completely cared for, our sins are gone, we're heirs of heaven. Mary said, the Lord has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. God's almighty deeds, his mighty deeds begin with his creation of the heavens and the earth. But the mighty deeds that Mary is focusing on here really are thinking about his acts of mercy to us. However, What Mary does do here is he reminds us that God's acts of mercy are rejected by those who are proud in their inmost thoughts, who exalt themselves above above others, who think they're better than others, and those who think they're spiritually rich and don't need God's grace. Oh, through faith, we're so blessed because we know that on our own we're undeserving, so lacking apart from God. But then God is gracious and merciful to us and gives us these amazing riches of his grace and love, things that he gives us only because of his amazing mercy. Remember Jesus' parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee? I refer to that so often because it's such a basic teaching tool. Both the Pharisee and the tax collector go to the temple to pray. The Pharisee, he probably would have been someone who was highly respected amongst the people. The tax collector, on the other hand, would have been despised. The Pharisee, he proudly stood up and said, God, I thank you that I am not like other men He didn't see any personal need in himself for God's help or mercy. And with that attitude, he who would have been one who was scattered, as Mary talks about them, brought down from his throne, his high place, and sent away empty. Why? Not because God didn't want to be merciful to him. Actually, God was merciful to him, too but he rejected that mercy. He rejected that mercy and lost out on it. The tax collector, on the other hand, he... he stood at a distance. He wouldn't even look up to heaven and he said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. And to that man our Lord would say, You are forgiven. Enjoy the riches of my grace and mercy. Like Mary, like Elizabeth, and like this tax collector, let's thank God for revealing to us our sinfulness so that we too can rejoice and praise God for his amazing acts of mercy and love for us. Mary closes her song, the Magnificat. The Lord has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. The Lord helped his people so much over the years. He, well, he delivered them from slavery in Egypt. He divided the Red Sea. He gave them the promised land. He gave them victory over their enemies. But more importantly, he's merciful to Abraham and his descendants, his spiritual descendants, which include Mary and you and me. He's merciful to us forever. He isn't just merciful to us in this life. He's merciful to Mary, Elizabeth, to you and to me, and all believers forever. He gives us everything eternal salvation and now isn't it amazing that Mary here is rejoicing in her eternal salvation before Jesus was even born before Jesus had even come into this world but God had made a promise to Adam and Eve back in the Garden of Eden that the seed of the woman would crush the serpent's head that the the Savior would come the Savior who would be born of Mary. God had promised through Isaiah, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be as wool. And God promised through the Apostle John, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Isn't it great for us to know that through faith right now we're a part of that kingdom and we can look forward to the culmination of that kingdom when our Lord takes us to heaven with him forever. So why am I so favored? Why was Elizabeth, why was Mary so favored? Why are you so favored? Like Mary, Elizabeth, you and me, all believers in Christ, We are so favored. We are so blessed because of God's amazing grace. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us always. Amen. Let's pray. Stir up our hearts, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, to make ready the way for your only begotten Son, that at his second coming we may worship him in truth and purity for all eternity. We pray through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And today we also pray for Helen Higgins, Diane Kennedy's mom, She seems very close to heaven. Please keep her and her loved ones in your loving care. Grant healing if it's your will, but especially keep her and all of us in your loving care. We pray in Jesus' name, and in Jesus' name we also gather all other prayers we have tonight as we join in praying. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Again, I thank you for joining me for our Advent worship. Reminder, next Wednesday is our final Wednesday Advent service. Soup supper beforehand again, 5.30, service 6.30. On the weekend, we do have our Christmas our regular Sunday morning services our Christmas Eve service at 6:30 Christmas Day song service at 9:30 again thank you for joining me for worship may the lord bless you in this advent and christmas season